Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today we have something very important to talk about. We have to talk about conservativeness. Is it a conservative value to suppress the rights of people? And I feel that today being Sunday, we're approximately nine days out from the elections. Uh, Today is the 25th, so there's six days, so it's approximately nine days, six days left in October and three days into November. So it's just about nine days from the November general elections that we choose a leader, we choose a national leader, in addition to local leaders who are also on the ballot. And often in this election, as in most elections in the last 50 years or so, you hear this term banded about, conservative. What is a conservative? Who is a conservative? And conservative values are Christian values, and conservative values are what God wants for us, and conservative values are what people should have. And so we, we, we find that we're listening to this and we're beginning to make the association, which is what they wanted, that being a conservative means that you're a good person. Being a conservative means that you have certain values that the general population does not have. So I want to squash that idea today because what we're seeing right now does not line up and match up with their claim that being a conservative is being a good person. Because what we're seeing is that people who say they're conservatives are into the suppression of human rights. They're into the suppression of people's rights. And I'm going to elaborate on that. And they claim that God backs them up when they choose defunct leaders and when they choose people who want to suppress others. So we're going to examine where did this come from? But more importantly, what are the ramifications and what does it mean? And is God really in this? Nah, God has nothing to do with being conservative. It is the farthest ideology that you could ever think of. So how did they get on this bandwagon that God is part of being conservative? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know where that foolishness came from? It came from a group of white men who got together and decided uh, and decided that uh, they wanted to uh, to uh, do what they wanted to do, but that's not how this works by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, that's not how that works. Uh, we, we We don't work like that, and that's not how it is supposed to be. So I want to go into that this morning because. I feel that we're missing something, and we have made such claims over time that now we don't even know where uh, where it comes from. We're not even sure exactly where does this even come from. So I want to get into this 
for just a moment and uh, to examine where this where this where this is. So it occurred to me after watching uh, the debates and watching the process of ramming through an unqualified Supreme Court candidate. Yes, I said that. She's an unqualified Supreme Court candidate. In examining the credentials of the nominee, I have found that she's been a judge for exactly two years and less than 24 months. A judge for less than 20 uh, for two years and 10 months. I don't know that that gives you sufficient judicial experience for a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. I also discovered that there are many uh, uh, purportedly Republican and conservative judges who have been practicing judge, who have been practicing the judiciary for a much longer period. In fact, I found that they passed over a black woman to appoint this judge, that a black woman with over 30 years experience could have been appointed a federal judge to the Seventh Circuit. They passed her over to give it to this judge because they were looking through the realm of color and through the realm of color. But these people claim that they are conservative. They claim that they're conservative, but they're into the suppression of human rights. And let me explain to you just a minute, because it sounds to me that we have some sort of confusion going on where we're not sure where God is or who God is. No wonder people hate going to church today and hate God, because really, if God is really a lover of human beings, why do they seem to hate human beings so much? And that's a very valid question that I think God would want to answer. Don't you think? Well, let me explain. Give me a chance to explain where this is all coming from. Look at it this way. The conservative ideology is that they're for God, family, faith, and country. Those are all you know, values that all of us would like to, all of us possess. Those are all values that there's nothing seemingly wrong with them. What is wrong with them is how those values are enforced, how they're presented and how they're enforced. For instance, to be honest with you, most Christians today would think I am not a Christian simply because I don't support their ideology of suppressing people's rights and uh, suppressing human rights. So they don't think I'm Christian because I don't side with the idea of suppressing voter, voters' rights to choose a leader or even the suppression of, of people's rights to get married. It's almost ludicrous to think that in suppressing people's rights to choose, you have a right. Let me, let, let me give you some background. Okay, so in biblical times, God ordained the leaders of, 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 of countries. He chose leaders. He spoke through the prophets. And the prophets then decided uh, spoke and enacted what God said. In today's world, that doesn't happen. We self-govern. That means we choose our own leaders. There was a time in human history when we had monarchies who were inherited, uh, not just inherited wealth, but they were inherited leadership, where leadership was passed from one generation to the other. We got rid of that because all that that did was enshrine and suppress people's rights to choose. We're human. We have a right to choose where we want to go, where we are going to live, how we're going to make money, how much money we can make, and who we're going to marry. Those are human rights. 
whether we choose to have children or not. Those are human rights. Those have nothing to do with any form of ideology or hatred of God. Up until now, I can't find a scripture in the Bible that talks about abortion and talks about a woman not choosing to have children. I still haven't found it. I suppose they're going to find a scripture that is taken completely out of context to justify that. Meanwhile, they're the same ones having sex with their, with their family members, and they're the same ones having sex with 13-year-olds and 12-year-olds on the Internet. But they claim that they're conservative. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the hypocrisy of it. So going back in time, when we had monarchies and we had inherited rule, the right of inherited rule, can you imagine how creepy that was? Can you imagine how people must have felt that you don't have a choice about your leader? Well, what do you think happened? A group of people got together and said, we don't want that anymore. So they went to America and they said, well, over here, we, we are far away from the crown. We can choose who we want or what we want. But we chose a system of government that was, was self-governed. That means we had the right. Isn't that what the Constitution says? Inherent in it, every man has a right. So you have a right to choose your leader. Okay. Is that right? Is that okay? Okay. So you say every man has a right to choose. Then how in God's terms, on God's green earth, are you suppressing the rights of people to vote, to choose a leader? The process by which we choose a leader is by voting. Yet the same conservatives who talk about the Constitution are the very people who are suppressing the rights of people to vote. In the same way that they say they're conservative, they're also suppressing the rights of people to have an abortion, the rights of people to choose whom they want to marry. I have news for you. It's a human right. People copulate with whomever they want to. Two guys get together and say, well, that's who I am. That's what I want to do. Two girls get together. That's it. I am not sure that you're seeing the humanity behind this when you continue to enforce what you're doing is taking on the role of God. Let God be the judge. If God says, let the people choose whom they want to choose, if there is sin in it, then they're going to pay the price for it. If there are any kinds of curses that people like to say, well, God is going to call down a curse. It sounds to me like you want to take the realm of God. So you are suppressing the rights of people to choose to do what they want to do. To be human is to have a right. The people who do, the, the, the animals don't have a right. Animals don't have rights. Human beings have rights. We have been endowed by the creator with the ability to think, to rationalize, and to make concerted efforts and to think in a logical manner. It does not make any sense. To, uh, it's, it's in fact quite ludicrous to say that God is suppressing the rights of people to be together. It's almost like saying God is anti-human. Are you kidding me? And this has nothing to do with the Pope just recently coming out. I think he came out of the closet, don't you? Uh, when he said that the Catholic Church is now supporting civil unions for homosexuals. And I'm like, about darn time. We've got, to, these are human beings. Everybody is a child of God. Everybody is someone, every human being is someone God values. You, as a conservative, whatever that means, does not get the right <clears throat> to choose whom God loves and whom God doesn't. 
That's not your job. And the people who lead you have misled you and have misled you for decades because under this banner of conservativeness, people have been raped in churches. Women have been most, the the ones who have been raped, children have been raped. People have committed sodomy on children in churches. They have committed uh, uh, blasphemy. They have committed adultery in churches, all the while claiming that they're conservative. And you know the biggest sin of it all? You've stood in our faces and lied to the people and told the people that God hates black people just because of the color of our skin. That's the biggest lie ever told. And you know where they get this false doctrine from? A verse in the book of Genesis that talks about Ham. There were sons of Noah. Ham was one of them. Ham was the dark-skinned one. There was Seth who was reddish. There was another group who looked oriental, kind of showing the, 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 the cortilage of human faces. Crime that was committed is that conservatives and white people based racism and the oppression of black people on this one verse that says, When Ham's children looked upon their father's nakedness, they were hit with a curse, and so they came out dark. And that is why God hates black people, and being dark is a sin, and being black is a sin. Can you believe it? You're saying that God does not love all the people on the earth, so God is contradicting himself when he said in Psalms 24 that he loves the people, the world, and they that dwell therein belong to him. He's contradicting himself in John 3, 60, when he said, for God so loved the world. But you conservatives have taken it up on you as your right to interpret the way the scriptures are interpreted and the way the scriptures are are told. That's the biggest lie that has ever been told. Planters in the American South base this ideology, base their entire suppression and oppression of people on that scripture in Genesis. That was their justification. Nowadays, they take some foolhardy scriptures. I've never seen it. I don't know where it comes from. To base the fact that a woman who finds herself pregnant and decides that she cannot bring this child, she cannot have this child, for whatever reasons, they say that she's committing Uh, Let me tell you how dangerous this is going to be, this whole idea of conservativeness. The problem with it is this. Right now, we're ramming through a Supreme Court justice who believes that women shouldn't have abortion. After all, she had out her lot. She has five children. So that's quite okay for her. She was part of a sect, a cult called the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah. That's what they believe, that women are handmaids to men. You know what is the danger here? The danger here is having Supreme Court justices who will then decide the rights of people. Perhaps we have never seen before how dangerous that was, but this is now becoming apparent how dangerous it is to give lifetime appointments to people who hold views like these. Very soon, they're going to tell us then that as women, we should all, if you're women of between the ages of 15 and, and, and 40, you should just have as many children as you want. That's pretty much where this is going. Pretty soon, they're going to tell us that we're going to enforce the oppression of people because according to the Bible, because she did say that, didn't she? She said that she doesn't see anything wrong with 
somebody being called the N-word in a work in a workplace, that there was nothing wrong with it, which means pretty soon they're going to say that being black and being a Negro means that you're supposed to work on a plantation and not get paid or whatever the plantation looks like, whether it's a factory or whatever. Pretty soon, that means they're going to come, they are already trying to tell you by suppressing the rights of, of lesbians, bisexuals, gays, transgenders, and people who are questioning their sexuality. By suppressing their rights to choose a partner, they're pretty much pretty soon going to tell us who to marry. So a black man who falls in love with a woman who is Chinese or Indian or white or whatever ethnicity, pretty soon they're going to say you can't marry. That's the danger. That has always been the danger. And now it's running amok. They have gotten away with it for centuries in thinking. It's the same viewpoint that made Northern Europeans, that gave Northern Europeans the justification that they go, could go to other countries of the world and their worship of God was so much more superior than what other people in other lands were worshiping that other people were savages. You went to somebody's land and they're acting out and behaving the way that their culture and their region dictates and you declare them a savage because they don't worship like you do. Unforeseen and horrific. So you're going to kill them off so you can take their land in the name of God. And then you come and justify and you pretty it up your action and say it's justified by God. No, it's not. And we're at the stage in history now where all of this is coming apart. And we have to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, where do we go from here? The church is shattered, not just by scandals caused by irreputable people who should never have been given a mantle or a responsibility to stand before people many of whom were having sex with children and having sex with people they weren't married to while declaring at the same time that you should only have sex within the context of being married to someone, to one person. So people who say they're conservative then, what they have also done is they have taken conservativeness as part of a business approach. You've heard that, physically, physically conservative. Haven't you heard that a lot? Banded about in political circles? Yeah. That is a way of controlling the thought patterns of people. This is why the Republican Party has fallen apart now. Because there are people who naturally, people's rights to choose is rising up. They're not sure that they want a leader who is rammed down their throats, whose ideas they don't agree with. They're pretty sure they don't want to be a part of a setting where you don't get to choose whom you want to be with. People are now rising up. Hence, the Republican Party, built on a conservative base, has just completely been dismantled. It will never come back. I suspect after the elections, they're going to split. There's one group who are going to be the fundamentalists, and then there's another group. They're going to form a party called the Lincoln Party. Get it incorporated and get it, uh, make it become mainstream. Because there's nothing they can do with what the foolishness that is going on right now. It can never come back. The minute they split apart and form themselves into other groups, they can't come back because they can't control people. Because what you have done is teach people over time that it is okay 
to suppress people's rights. You have told people that it is okay for them to oppress people. Imagine that you call yourself a conservative and your whole ideology is based on the oppression of other people. If you don't oppress me, then you are not ruling. If you don't oppress me, then you're not conservative. And for the rest of us who have ascribed to this belief while you're walking around in a skin color or in an ethnicity like mine, you will wake up one day. And I don't know if you'll be able to live with yourself. I don't know if you'll be able to go on when you recognize the value, the value and what you have done to yourself, your humanity and others like you in the name of conservativeness, oppression of people has has carried on to this day. Just a few weeks, few days ago, we heard the president describe the nation of India is that he's been to India and it's filthy. And he has been to China, and those air places are filthy. That is in the name of conservativeness. You notice the, the, the media hasn't said anything much about it. You know why? They don't want to turn off people from voting for them. But you all heard it live and direct out of his mouth. That's a conservative leader under the banner of conservativeness who is claiming that other people are filthy in their own regions doing what they have been born to do. Let me explain something to you all. Everybody is searching for God in their own way. We don't have to convert everybody to Christianity. We can explain the love of Jesus Christ, which is a whole different thing from conservativeness. We can't explain the love of Jesus Christ and leave people to make their own choices. We don't have to convert them, therefore, to make them into little examples and to make them into mini-me's. That has been wrong. Everybody's not going to believe what you want to believe. People might come to a point where they feel that they need a, they need a spiritual infilling. Let me ask you this question. What if you encounter somebody who is a lesbian, a gay, a bisexual, a transsexual, or somebody who is questioning their sexuality, and they discourse, the discourse surrounds the fact that they feel that they need God. What are you going to tell them? Are you going to give them condemnation, or are you going to give them the love of Christ that is expressed for all humanity? Therein lies the problem. That's the disconnect. That's what the church, the current church, does not examine. And that is where the pandemic has released and unfolded this gap. It was always there. People were streaming out of churches. But now they're not going to stream back into the current church as it is. Right now, people are hungry because of the pandemic. They have lost jobs. The mishandling of the pandemic has caused people to lose jobs, lose their businesses, and lose their homes. Where do they go from here? What happens now? What happens to those people? Are churches being converted into homeless shelters? Are churches taking upon the role of Jesus Christ to love one another? No, churches are taking upon the role of what? Suppressing people's rights. Telling you that if you vote for one person, it is a vote for heathen. If you vote for a party that believes in the rights of humanity, that is a vote for the devil. Meanwhile, they're telling you to vote for a party 
that is going to put in. I'm telling you, it's a value that is next to God. You, you clearly have never read the Bible. Have you ever read the Bible? Have you ever seen where in war they go in and kill women and children? So why are you going to tell people over here, some poor child over here, some girl who has lost her way, probably doesn't know where, whether she's coming or going, got pregnant because it's easier to get pregnant than it is, than it is to raise a child. You just go to bed and have sex and your body just naturally makes a child. And she's pregnant. She's not sure what she should do if she's even going to be with this man. And she chooses, I can't carry this pregnancy because I can't afford to. And you are telling her that to, to, to have an abortion is anti-God. You are anti-God. You are suppressing the person's rights to choose. Do you know it's a fundamental right to choose? You may not like it, but you are not God. That's why God is God. I like to tell the, I like to tell people these things when people come to this place where they're like, I don't know how you put up with people like that. I said, that's why God is God, because I couldn't. God is God. Ultimately, God has preordained and predetermined our rights. He gave us rights as human beings. It is other people who choose to suppress our rights. People's, people have rights. People are hungry. They're dispossessed. They're disenfranchised because of political, of public policies. Not just here, but everywhere else. When these things happen, that's anti-God. And that's anti-human. There is no reason for any human being to lack water and to lack food and shelter. That is anti-God. That's an anti-God. If anything that a church should be worried about is those three things, food, water, and shelter. Why do we need water so we can pee and poo in peace and decency and wash our hands and have a shower? We need shelter so we can sleep. That is shelter from the rain, the snow, and the sun. And why should we go hungry? If the church should be concerned about anything, if conservativeness should be concerned about anything, if conservatives should be concerned about anything, it should be ensuring that in this day and age, especially during a pandemic, that people are filled with water and they have access to food and they have shelter. I don't see anywhere where churches are opening their doors to providing shelter. We have a tsunami of homelessness that is already taking place across the country. We have a tsunami of people who are going to be homeless during winter in the Midwest, in the Northeast. And we're not doing anything about it. Churches are not opening their doors and volunteering their spaces to house people because you can't conduct church during a pandemic. Because of your refusal, you, this is the thing with conservatives. They like to talk about rights, but they don't like to, they, but their own rights. They don't talk about the rights of others. I don't want to get your uh, coronavirus. So please shut your mouth and not go to church and do church virtually like the rest of us. Instead, they insist that it's their right to assemble. It's my right too. So they go and assemble and it becomes a super spreader because everybody's up there opening their mouths. Which God are you talking to? It's falling on top of you. It's a glass ceiling. God ain't hearing you. He's laughing. You become a super spreader. Conservatives marched on the Capitol in Lansing with their guns. 
they had a right to not be locked down. They had a right, they said, for the governor not to issue emergency orders, despite the fact that it's been in the Michigan Constitution since 1945. I'm showing you how ridiculous this is. What ensued after that? It became a super spreader event. All the people who came down from Northern Michigan have now gone back to Northern Michigan with the coronavirus. In addition to which, out of that same right to march for foolishness, not only have you endangered the lives of others, but you endanger the lives of the governor and her husband and her family and the people around her for no good reason whatsoever, because you feel you have a right, because it's a conservative value that she's locking us down. Are you stupid or are you not stupid? Clearly, a total disregard for the lives of people. A coronavirus is real. The coronavirus has run rampant through America. Currently, there are over 224,000 people who have died. The number keeps going up. I can't, I can't keep tabs on it. Right now in Michigan, yesterday, there were 3,000 cases, new cases of coronavirus reported. And you're questioning whether we should stay home? Well, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go out and keep spreading your stupid virus on yourself because you are conservative. Do you see now what I'm saying, that conservativeness is stupidity and it is not a human right and it disregards the rights of humans? You're disregarding my right of free assembly. I don't want to assemble with you because you're probably sick. You don't have good hygiene in the first place. You never washed your hands. You cough into the atmosphere. You don't cough into your sleeve. But you say that you're conservative. So you don't, who do you care about? And we have used this bastion of ideology to suppress people's rights to choose not only a leader. Look at the voter suppression tactics that are going on across the country. It's irreverent to believe that you dare associate the name of God, that God backs conservatives, that you all stand behind a president who grabs women by the pee, who believes in racism, who does not tell the proud boys to stand down, who believes in white supremacy. You back that kind of person and then come and tell me you are are a God-fearing person. You're a liar. And the truth is not within you. And God will show up. And he will charge every one of you who back this foolishness that is causing this country to disintegrate and causing this country to fall apart and causing more racial violence and more racial things. How dare you come and tell people that they're filthy and they come from shithole countries? How dare you say that and then back somebody like that? You backed a guy named Jerry Falwell. No, Jerry Falwell is a businessman. Okay. He was just a businessman who saw an opportunity. His father was the preacher. His father said, well, I believe that the races shouldn't mix. And I believe that uh, certain people should be working and they shouldn't be paid. That was his father's thing. So he raised his son. His son went to law school. His son is a lawyer and a businessman. He's essentially in it for the money. But he used the ideology of conservativeness to say that he, as a conservative, he has certain beliefs about God. So people look at him as his father's descendant and God's representative. 
Jerry Falwell doesn't believe in any of that. What he believes in is his right to have sex with whom he wants to have sex with. At the same time, he's telling us, don't men should not have sex with men, but he's busy having sex with a man who is having sex with his wife. Conservativeness. Are you seeing it? The dichotomy of it is ridiculous. At the same time that you're saying, oh, I love God. The Bible says that you love God, but you don't love the brother whom you can see. So how can you love a God whom you can't see, but the human being standing in front of you, you call them filthy, call them descendants who come from shithole countries, and you put people and children in cages, and you justify, why do they come to my country? Well, why did you go to their country to oppress them in the first place? If you hadn't gone to their country and oppressed them and then pulled out and left them with no economics, so now they have no food, no water, they have violence in the streets, so they're running from what you went over there and conquered them and did. And when they show up, you say you're going to put snakes in the river so they can't swim, so the snakes will kill them. You support somebody like that who thinks like that? You laugh. You support somebody who thinks it's okay, a woman who is a leader of a state. You think it's okay to go and kidnap her and her children and shoot her because she says in her estimation, according to the science that she has seen, it is better for us to stay home. They even paid us to stay home. It's better for us to stay home. Instead, you come out and you want to go to Applebee's to eat your two for 20. And you want to go to the bar where you can go drink and then go drunk drive and kill somebody off. And the cops show up and write you off. And because you're white, you get away with it. But a black person who does that gets the full extent of the law. But you're conservative. The same people who say they're conservative go to church every Sunday morning and raise their hands and sing. And by the time they come out of church, are the same people who write tickets to black people, are the same people who oppress black people, make sure they don't get jobs, they don't get paid. I kid you not. The ideology of it. It's so idiotic. It's unbelievable. And you have people who get up every day and justify. That's racism. You ever notice the people who say their conservatives are white? There is a reason for that because it's racism. It's oppression. It believes in one race being superior to another. One group of people being superior to another. It's the very ideology of it, to think that God created human beings. It's almost, look at it this way, it's almost as if God is, at the same time that he created human beings and gave us free will, at the same time he's pulling back that free will and imposing barriers on it. No, he just gave you free will and said, go do what you feel you should do. But here are my guidelines. The guidelines are a suggestion. You realize that. The Bible is a guide to how to live. You realize that, right? Okay. So the Bible is a suggestion. If God tells you do it exactly like this, then he becomes the God of the Old Testament and not the God who sent Jesus Christ to redeem us by grace. Hello. It's much like the way they use Malachi 3 and 8. Most preachers use Malachi 3 and 8 to oppress people. That is oppression. 
That's financial oppression. You tell people that in order for you to become a member of this church, in order for you to continue to be a member of this church, you must give me every week 10% of what you earn. And here is the justification. I didn't say God did. It says so in Malachi 3 and 8. But you never direct them to the parts of the New Testament that says, give as you ought to give. See, when God first said that to, through the prophet, they mistook it. They created industries out of it. They oppressed the people. The people were calling out for, for relief from the bondage because if you went to the temple to give a sacrifice and they didn't like how your lamb looked, then they would tell you your lamb is not spotless. So they would have a side, side gig, a side industry that supplied you with a lamb. So you had to take money to pay the lamb. So you come to pay your, 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 you know, your, 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 what you owe. And in the, now you have to find more money because they're not going to accept your sacrifice. So Jesus came and tore it up. That's why they hated him. Because he was cutting down their ways of making money. It's that simple. Me talking right now is cutting down their ways of making money. And I've been saying this for years. I never believed in the tithe. I always thought it was oppressive and repressive. They didn't like that because they were making millions of dollars. I used to say, when you drive out every Sunday, you drive out in a Bentley. The people drive out in a Hoopty. The average salary of the people who live around the church was 27000 a year. And you expect those people to give 10% so you can continue to drive out to Bloomfield Hills. I said it. God had to shut that down. That's not the love of God. There's nothing wrong with giving. Give as you ought to give. What if all you have is a dollar? Give it. So they use people. They use Malachi 3 and 8 to oppress the people. And the people are like, God, what an oppressive way. But if I want God to move and they tell you, I will show you that God will move. And some of you will even have testimony. You might even say, yeah, I did give the last of my time. And you know what that was? God was feeling sorry for you. He created a way because he felt sorry for you. Me, I just said I had two children to raise. I was the only parent and I had no other source of income but my job. So if I can't afford to give and not pay the rent, now pay the car note. I don't want to be, because I don't have anybody else to go to. Because I wasn't giving them my money, I guess they didn't like me much, did they? Truth. The truth, the truth, the truth will speak every time. So the question really is, what are we going to do about this conservative movement? Because apparently it's now broken down into people who are reverting back to how it started. How did it start? The oppression of one group of people. That's where it's going. So now they're going to, if we're not careful, they're not going to translate it into everything else. It is not seemly for the races to be mixed. So a black person shouldn't be with an Indian person, or a Chinese person, or a white person, or a Chinese person shouldn't be with anybody but Chinese. That's where this is going. Because if they can dictate that people who say they're lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender should not marry, should not choose a partner whom they want, then how far is it from them to dictate to you and I who to be with? That's where this is going. 
Can't you see that? If they're going to tell a woman what to do with her body, that she shouldn't have an abortion, what is that telling you? That she should have as many children as she can. And this is primarily, abortion rights have always been about white women because they never gave a fig about children of other races. They didn't give a fig about Latina children because as we saw, ICE was performing hysterectomies on Latina women in detention centers in Georgia. So they never gave a fig about Latina women. They never gave a fig about black women or Native American women. It was, it's about white women and the continuation of white supremacy. So if they're telling a woman that she shouldn't have an abortion, what is that saying? They're saying that she should have, they're going to find a way to say every woman who can have children should have a specific number of children. That's where this is going on. That's why it's dangerous. That is why we have to be really, really careful. Because conservativeness, as you have seen, has nothing to do with God. This is an ideology thought of by a group of people and who have perpetuated this myth over time. Has nothing to do with God. It's not foundational. It belongs nowhere in the Bible. The Bible is a book of order in the Old Testament and a book of grace in the New Testament. Obviously, if God tried it and tried the oppression thing and the suppression thing and he found that it didn't work on humanity, he redeemed himself by giving grace. How is it that you now, as a human being, you have a certain lifespan, but if you create an ideology, you can find enough people to believe in it, that ideology will continue to perpetuate even if your time on the earth is over. So you, what you have done is become godlike, much like the neo-Nazi movement is now being resurrected. Now we call it neo-Nazi because it's not the original Nazi, but it's an ideology created by Hitler and his ilk. Hitler been long dead, but the ideology perpetuates to this day. The idea of racial oppression that you go into someone else's country and you conquer them and take their resources. Now you go into someone's country and you come back and say their land is filthy. And you call that Christianity and conservativeness. Nah. Jesus, the founder of Christianity, on whom Christianity is based, was a brown-skinned man who walked the streets. Can you imagine how he looked? He didn't have a carriage that was enclosed, that kept the dust out. He didn't have a whole cordelage of servants and a retinue of servants who cleaned his feet and wiped his face off in the streets among the people. He looked like the people. He wore a robe that people said he was a rabbi. That was the only distinction about him. But he was dirty. He walked in sandals. He didn't wear gym shoes and Johnson & Murphy shoes like some of y'all. I'm just saying. He didn't wear expensive $300 gym shoes. He wore sandals. His feet were dirty. His hands were dirty from touching the people. Jesus was a revolutionary. He has nothing at all to do with this new age movement called conservatism. That's not God. Jesus said, love one another. Love one another as you, I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you love one another, you will not go to another super spreader. Foolishness. 
We're simply killing each other off because we like the idea of being superior. We like the idea of having some, at least, you know, some white people say, well, at least I'm not black. So his policies don't affect me. And you go to church and hold your hands up and call yourself a Christian. Listen to what you just said. You just agreed with the oppression of people. I don't believe in them gays. It took me time to evolve because just like you, I was socialized by Christianity into believing that any homosexual contact is wrong and against God. And I had to, after a while, it started to not ring true because I said, well, God loves everybody. Why wouldn't he love the gays and the homosexuals too? Why wouldn't he love the lesbians and those who are questioning their sexual identity? They're human beings, aren't they? Children of God, worthy of his grace and mercy. If he could have found me who made mistakes, married the wrong guy who set me up for a lifetime of pain and hurt and abuse and disenfranchisement, if he could have loved me, why wouldn't he love somebody who is questioning their sexuality or who feels that their sexuality is, is to be with someone who looks like them, of the same sex? It's almost criminal, and it is anti-God, because you're saying that God is anti-human. So God only loves some human beings? That's essentially what you're saying. And you nod your head and say, yes, yeah. you're saying that God hates gays, lesbians, and transgenders. They're human. They're not worthy of grace. God hates them. Yes, there are scriptures in the New Testament where it says it is a guide. It says homosexuality is an abomination. Yes, it is. But we are supposed to still extend the love of God. Doesn't the Bible continually remind us that we are not to judge? Let the judgment be with God. While we are here and we're still existing in this fear, exercise love, compassion, not condemnation. Because you don't know what's coming your way. You don't know which one of your children is going to come and tell you they are gay. What are you going to do then? Hate them too? They're yours. How many people? How many people have done that? The society has become so toxic masculinity and so hyper-masculine. That now if a father expresses affection to his son, it's perceived as something is wrong with you. No. There are so many men who are gay today because they were never loved by their fathers. They were never affirmed by their fathers. They're unloved sons. It's ridiculous. It's this conservative ideology that tells women, cover up your sexuality, cover up your body, because a man will look on you and find you attractive. He's the predator. If he thinks that underneath my skirt there's something he wants, he's a freaking predator because I'm not looking at him and determining that in, under his zipper is something I want. But you put the onus on the oppressed, that it is their fault that they're oppressed. Isn't that what you tell us, conservative values? That people need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You created the system of oppression and then use that same oppressive system to say that that is why you are poor. That is why you live in neighborhoods. You created redlining. You created gerrymandering. The same conservative values created that foolishness. And now, the very people who are oppressed, you blame them for their oppression. If God is God and there is no other like God, 
I decree and declare that this system is going to change. There is a change coming because the people are tired of it. The people are tired of being told what to do, of their rights being suppressed. As human beings, we have an agency over our body and an agency over who we choose to be with and over who we want to be. Trying to suppress that right is anti-God and has nothing to do with God, has nothing to do with foundational Christianity and the belief in Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ stood for. And it's time out for that foolishness. Hiding under the guise of conservativeness is a, is, a, is a tool called oppression. You still believe that one race is superior and another is inferior. You still believe that you are superior. You still believe. When you look at the world today, the wealth of the world is unevenly distributed. The white part of the world is wealthier than the brown and black parts of the world. Why? That's the way it has been because you overtook people for more than a thousand years, almost five, six hundred years going on strong. And now you're looking at those people and blaming them. They're the oppressed. And you blame them for their own, for the oppression that you brought on them. We got to be careful here. We got to be careful because we've crossed the line. The line that was drawn, God judges. We, we became the judge. Oh, you know what, Jesus, you ain't judging right. You're not doing this thing right. Let me help you. And now we've become the judge. The rights of people. People have a right. Human beings have a right. Don't you think on your holy horse that you have a right? Didn't you think you had a right to walk up into the Capitol in Lansing and brandish your guns around that you were courting evil? that you were hanging out with people who would take this further, I warned you all. I told you all that this was not going to end good. Did I not say that? Here we are today. You stripped the governor's emergency powers. 3,000 cases of coronavirus. So she has no right, no ability to say that the state needs to stay home. And therefore, she can go to the federal government and say to the federal government, on behalf of the people of Michigan, we need your help. So send us some money so we can stay home so everybody in the, in the state doesn't get this virus. You felt that you had a right so you could go get a haircut and you could go to Applebee's and you could go down to the dunes, down tunes to Johnny's Bar on a Friday night and drink your liquor and then drive through town crazily. That's what you felt you had a right to do. You couldn't even see beyond the pale. You couldn't see beyond it. And here we are. How do you like that now? How are some of you feeling in your real self when you look at the, the governor of Michigan's face? How do you feel when you look in her face and realize that you contributed to a terrorist plot to kill her? How do you feel under the bastion of conservativeness? How do you feel? You feel good? How do you feel? Is that what Jesus came for? Is that what Jesus would do? Do you think that in all honesty and in all earnestness, that a leader taking steps to mitigate a virus that could kill you off, you really, really, really think that Jesus is supporting your idea that she's wrong? When you look at the numbers, oh, you weren't looking at the numbers. The scientists were wrong. How come all of a sudden you stop believing in science, but when you go to the doctor, 
and the doctor tells you your blood pressure is high, you believe in the science that tells the doctor to diagnose you. The same science that guides the doctor to a diagnosis and guides the doctor to what medications are. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous and stupid. You believe in that science. But you didn't believe in the signs when they told us all that this virus was out of control and if we're not careful, it's going to hurt all of us. Uh-huh. So you are subjective. You choose what you want to believe out of signs when it suits you, just like you take the Bible. And you believe what parts of the Bible you want and what parts you don't want. And so you base an ideology around what the parts that you choose to be. So pretty soon then, you will get rid of the Bible and come up with the conservative Bible. And you will take out of that the scriptures that match your defunct beliefs and your demented ideas of humanity. That's what's next, right? Seems to me that it's logical and likely. And you're going to tell people that this is what you believe and eventually you erase the Bible You know the parts of the Bible that says Jesus came to set the captive free? Let me help you out. The the, the planters and the slave masters in the American South never never told the people that, never told black people that Jesus came to, they never heard that, they never read that, never read that, that Jesus came to set the captives free. But they used the verses in Genesis about Ham to justify why black people found themselves in bondage. (laughs) blaming the oppressed for the oppression, not caused by them, but caused by them, by the oppressor. That's pretty much where this is going. I believe conservativeness in America is about to die. People are not going to stand for this. If all that it means is that it oppresses people and suppresses people, if I, a layman, can rise up and begin to see that, imagine what the thinkers and the thought leaders of our time are thinking. If I can think that conservativeness is a tool of oppression and suppression, imagine what everybody else is going to come forward and believe. Conservativeness is is dying, and it it should die, because it's just reformed slavery. It's reformed oppression. Saying conservative is a nice way of saying, I was a slave master. I still believe in the oppression of people. I still believe in suppressing people's rights. But no, I'm going to be politically correct and call myself a conservative. And that, my friends, is down to earth. Thanks so much, everybody. Sunday. Enjoy your Sunday. Be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.